All right, everybody. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the World Life Show with your hostess with the mostest. Oh, so we're going to do it backwards this time. You know what? We do this all the time. We start this all the time. You know what? No, no. Because you are the hostess with the mostest, so you say your name. Right? That's your headline, not mine. But anyway, Romeo and Quincy are here. And this show, we're talking about representation. No, and we talk about disabled and they can't do I can right. You're right. You're right. Because representation was last episode. See? This is a live show. And it's fine. We keep moving. Right, people. We keep moving. We talk about um, etiquette and being disabled. How to treat us. We have a special guest. Introduce yourself. Guest. All right. So my name is Jermaine Greaves. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I am an event planner, disability activist, um, clothing brand co-owner, and uh, a college student right now that's studying theater. So I'm an actor as well. You know, and that's some of the things I do when I'm not uh, you know, podcasting from time to time. Uh, that's some of the stuff I do, and I'm excited to speak about etiquette today because there's a lot of shit that able-bodied people do not know in terms of etiquette when it comes to disabled people. So I'm excited to get into that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, today's episode about etiquette now. Why do we uh, mention etiquette in this our conversation? Because etiquette needs to be said. I have not yet ran, well, I have not yet ran into how to, for more, how to treat me, how to treat me, because I guess everybody should treat me as I'm an everybody person. So I have not yet ran into situation yet, but I know that Jermaine and Romeo has. So, who wants to start with the experience? Where do we start? Um, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> well, let's start. So let's start with um, the able because this this has been a thing, and I'm um, and I'm still trying to figure out what ableism is. So let's start with ableism. Okay. Well, there are two definitions. Ableism is the person who helps disabled people when the disabled person doesn't need any help or doesn't ask for it. Or the person who does the opposite and doesn't help and views them as... It's really two sides of the same coin because the person who doesn't help views them as as weak and not worthy of existence and or help. At least that's the way I see it. Jermaine might have different views, but that's just me. Okay. I'm going to add to what you said. I think ableism is a... When I look at ableism from my perspective, 
it's to add to what you basically said, I think that ableism can be looked at like this. Um, when I'm asking for help and I need help and I'm not getting help. <laughs> and then also dealing with people who think that because you don't ask for help, like they're forcing their help upon you. Um, I think people have to learn what is appropriate when asking disabled people for help and in what way they would like to be helped. Like, don't do more than I ask you to. Exactly. I, I, th I think you have to have a fine line between helping and enabling me. Uh, you know, so, so I would say that. I would completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I'm trying to figure out the ableism more because this um, lady that I really want on it, I really, I have messaged her. She had a general thing and she was talking about ableism. And I was going, um, talking to a couple of friends about ableism and we was talking about it. And they were like, Well, as an able bodied person, you want to be able to help. But then I said, Well, but I'm disabled, and this is things that I could do for myself, but this is things that I don't want you to feel like that I'm helpless or like I can't do for myself. And that's what y'all do a lot of time. That's what y'all do a lot of times, even when I was working. When I first started in the medical field, I started working as a CNA, and I was seeing that. Well, I was like, the one lady, this one lady, I would um, help her do some things. Then she'd be like, no, baby, I could do this myself. And she used to go, don't be able, don't be a person to do ableism. So let me, let me struggle and do this out. Unless, and if you see me actually really struggling, that's when you come and help me out. And I had to figure that out, like, simply, like, well, a long time ago. Yes. What a lot of able-bodied people don't realize is our whole lives, our whole lives as disabled people, is us just trying to figure out how to do basic shit. Like, I you know, I agree with you on that. Nobody I, I think... teaches us half the shit we learn how to do. We had to learn how to move on our own because every doctor told us that we should stand up and walk. You know, and that's that doesn't work for everybody. And, and I also think this this whole notion of like um, fixing your disability away is a problem too. Yes, yes, it's terrible. Because you, because you have good. to live like this for the rest of your life. So I feel like you can't tell me to change something I have to live with. Exactly. Um, so. so you should make my form of mobility better. I think every person who is disabled should go to therapy, yes. And I think what therapists should do is, tell, is ask the person to move. Show me how you move. And then the therapist, as a professional, would make up a plan to make that person move better. Well, that, they don't, well, that they don't do that. I told you, when I first started therapy, and all my, all my therapists did, all my therapists said, okay, you tell me A, B, and C, how do, you, how do you want us to work with you? Because we're going to make sure that you're going to use your life and also... But you know why? You know why that is? It's because you were injured. You weren't born disabled. But I think it should go both ways. Born disabled or injured. It should and go you're right. But, they, but see, they want you to go back to what you were. That's the point. That's the point we're trying to make here. A lot, a lot of it... what you were. And you can't do that. 
a lot of it is people's ideas of who what they think a, a, a regular person is and and also what it, what the ideal normal person looks like yeah that's what that's what, why what when humans it, should be is like in this textbook and it's like um he's really tall and he's like he's got a big brain you know whatever and the skeleton is like perfect straight up and down is is weird people don't people don't get that that doesn't work for real not everybody is the same and you have to be you know even down to like you know parenting a disabled person parents um you know, family situation. I know from my family, like there were moments where it was not, there were moments where people were just not patient and they didn't understand what was going on. So it was like, you had to constantly educate them as well. Yeah. And you have to deal with the fact that like, ableism is not just about a simple word. Our entire lives we're told that we constantly need help and we can't do so many things ourselves and people doubt us on a consistent basis. So we have to constantly show up for ourselves because nobody's going to show up for us like we can. And, and when it comes down to etiquette of human beings, they don't even look at us. They see past us. Um, yes. That's the hard part. On this very show, they don't see us. We're the invisible people of society. Yeah, we are the invisible ones. And, and that's the hard part. And it's something that we have to live with every day. This pandemic is nothing for me because I'm always by myself. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so when people talk about, oh, they stuck in the house, I've been stuck in the house. Yeah. Oh, I want to go outside. I'm like, why? <laughs> it's, you know, I'm used to being here. So when everybody's like, I want to go outside, I'm so bored. I'm just like, but you all have Netflix accounts. Like, do something. Oh, no. I, I guess because, like I said, being disabled and in the pandemic is nothing new for us because we always by ourselves. We're always by ourselves. So, so that and we learn to be self-sufficient. That's true too. Um, I, I, I believe in that also. Yes. Because it's literally just us. Yeah, I agree with you on that. <laughs> um, yeah. But in terms of etiquette and society, what I think needs to happen is there needs to be a 21st century a way of dealing with us. I feel like a lot of things, the way the way that society thinks about people with di- disabilities is very outdated. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It's okay. not in a, Because not, not too long a, ago, we were uh-huh. killed as babies because, you know, we, we couldn't work on the farm or go to war or do anything. So as babies, they just got killed. That's or, true. Or left to die, so. Wow. That's, that's a lot right there. <laughs> that was only about 100 years ago. So, I mean. Wow. I mean, that is true, but it, it's still still crazy. Again, you know, society has to look at disability as a gift and not a curse. Because we are constantly looked at as a curse. 
Yeah. And that's the problem. We're not a curse. We're not something that is bad. We're not something that is uh, dangerous. And, and the weirdest part of it is mm-hmm. we are the ones who figure shit out. So we but should be the ones who people look to and say, how would you do this? Okay, so what that is, that's more representation of people need to speak out because you got some of these people that won't speak, that won't say no words because they're scared and because they're going to get that, they think the backlash of because I'm disabled and I speak out, how do people look at, how how do everybody, people going to look at me? And and this is why I do. I know for me, I know for me as a disabled person, I've had many times where I've spoken out and people look at me funny. You have, as a disabled person, the only person you have is yourself. Your parents are not going to speak up for you. Yeah, because because whether you know it or not, your parents are just going to listen to the doctors and tell you that the doctors are right. Because the doctors, because the doctors have degrees. I mean, I mean, my mom was a little different, but they don't live in the body, so. But 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 I, I I would say this, I think that as a disabled person, because we know our experience, we should stand in our truth, regardless of what people may agree with or don't agree with. I am going to forever stand in my truth. I am not should. here. I am not here to make other people comfortable because they're uncomfortable with my experience as a disabled person. I completely agree with that. I'm not. I'm not here for that. Me, I, I wouldn't be who I am if I made everybody comfortable. I wouldn't even do half the stuff I do if I made other people comfortable. That's just like I was asked to do a tournament uh, for grapplers with disabilities, and he asked us. He sent us after we all agreed to it. He put us on a committee and we were getting participants for the tournament. And he asked us, should we do participation medals? And I was like, if this is an ableism, I don't know what is. And I asked him, why would you do participation medals? And he said, so everybody can feel good. And I said, fuck no, that's not the point. The whole idea of the tournament is to show that disabled people are good grapplers just like able-bodied people. That's the entire point. So why would you give away participation levels? That's stupid. And he was like, oh, I get it now. By the way, this guy was supposed to be a doctor. Again, people that don't live in our experience will never understand what it is for us. It's like, it's like, we have to show it. Usually, we are the only people that's in a space most of the time. Yeah, there's 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 one disabled guy in the jujitsu room. There's one disabled guy in the choir. It's only one. There's never there's never a team. It's, just it's always guy. it's always us by ourselves somewhere yeah. that we've never been, and we have to adjust ourselves in spaces. And yeah, that, that's another form of ableism as well. The the constant readjusting we have to do. Yes, that's true. We don't have the luxury of just showing up. We have to readjust ourselves 
no matter where we are. It's, that's another form of ableism. And this because is why I tell people, this is why I tell people this exact thing. When they ask me, how do I get into jujitsu? I have cerebral, cerebral palsy too, and I'm not sure if I can do it. I say, if you're going to do it, you got to make sure you're the best in that room. So when you get so when you get your belts, when you get promoted, it's not for pity. It's because you can show the world that you know what you're doing. Exactly. I I, I agree with that as well. Um, because for me, everything that I do has to be excellent. Yes, 100%. Like, it's not an excuse. I may get tired, obviously, like every other human being. Um, but I remind myself in everything that I touch and I do, it has to be good. Because for someone like me, this opportunity is very rare. Yes. And being disabled makes you somewhat of a, of a perfectionist because you have, because there's going to be people when you get whatever you get that, that are going to say, you only got that because people feel sorry for you because you're in a wheelchair. Because I mean, I've heard that before and, and, I, and I always pull out my resume because people like to, you know, I've been doing what I've been doing for in the event planning world for like 14 years. So I always remind people, no one felt sorry for me. I worked my butt off. Yeah. If if you're jealous, that's on you. I don't even have time for that. Exactly. I agree completely. I tell people I didn't get my black belt because I'm pretty. So I say go let the haters hate. Because you know, more my, more my talent at the haters hate. But they don't want to see your talent. That's the thing. At the at the end of the day, I'm not I don't even acknowledge my haters. I mean, I see them, but I don't acknowledge them. I mean, I find them funny. Sa- same thing. Same it's thing. Like, it's like okay, you can keep saying my name because you're just giving me more social media ticks, so it's fine. It's I got to a point where I didn't care. I was like, okay. Oh, I don't care at all. I, I, I still don't care. It's, it's I, mean, a I mean, I had I had a situation recently, like very recent, um, but I don't know her in my Mariah Carey voice. So I just don't know her. I don't know her. I don't acknowledge her. I don't, I don't know her. Um, so, but she took the time out of her day to acknowledge me, and I was like, okay. Um, you know, you just kind of have to leave people sitting in their own mess for a while, and then they figure it out. Yep. And then right. they figure it out. Like, like sometimes they're the problem. It's not really you, it's them. <laughs> but, some, but, but, but people make excuses a lot, so they just, you know, they live in that. Um, yeah, but like I said, I think a lot of what's the problem with society as a whole is that they, they doubt disabled people. I remember when I was moving into my apartment, there were so many people that were like, you can't be on your own. You've lived in a group home for almost seven years. You'll move out by yourself. I said, I will. Um, and I can, cause I have a job. I can afford my lifestyle. I can certainly move out. You know, and I, I got uh, 
my good friend to help me move out my stuff and I moved into my place. I didn't wait on anybody to do it. I just moved. You know, because everybody was dragging their feet to get certain things to be done. So I did what I had to do. Right. You know, you, you get to that place as a person, whether you're disabled or not, where you're just tired of waiting on people to uh, do things for you. You're just tired of, of waiting on hearing what people may or may not do for you. I, I've gotten to a point as a much older adult where I am focused on only what I have to do. Whether you help me or not, I'm good. And uh, that's what I've grown into over time. Yeah, and stuff like that takes time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but but it's like once you know yourself, you don't gotta worry about. Yeah, once once you once you get there, you know you're there. Yeah, that's definitely true. And you don't go back. Not no, and I haven't gone back. I'm you know. I'm in a really good space right now just as a person. But in general, I think that what I want to let people know is don't doubt disabled people. We are very talented. We're very capable. And don't just limit us based on what you physically see. We are so much more than the physical. Yes. Yes, more, more than the physical and the mental part because, you know, you got some people that are mentally disabled and are very smart and they get downplayed as oh they crazy and they this like I only can speak for the able-bodied people because I have worked as in my healthcare career that I've worked in the psych ward and I have seen smart mental people that for me smart as a whip I'm this one woman and she's the half this is my first woman ever seen schizophrenia for the first time and she used to go her personalities and I don't know why they used to call me all the time. They used to go, Quincy, you need to go get your auntie because your auntie going crazy down there. And like I said, this is the first woman that I've ever seen that was schizophrenic, but she could paint her ass up. I mean, paint, paint pictures, paint stuff. And I said, you could get, and I told her, I said, I use one of her personality. I said, Miss June, I said, you know that you can get out the nursing home and you know that you can live somewhere else like in a group home setting or something that got to nursing home. She said, no, I like to um, be here because I like seeing you every day. And you like my son. Because our son, I think, died. He, I seen a picture of him. I think he died of an overdose. And that's when her, that's when she started clicking her, um, her schizophrenia. And that's when I said, you know what, Quincy? I'm going to treat her like a normal person. Like, even though that she's going to break out through one, one of her five personalities. I'm going to treat her as somebody normal. And I used to give me all the time. I used to go, y'all know I'm on this vent and trach unit and y'all got me running down here just to go help this one woman. I said, you know what? I said, y'all need to put me on this board, on the psych ward like a ship. And I said, I do my trouble on the psych ward, but I always treat, like I said, them as just a normal person. I said, I ain't going to treat you like you're crazy. I used to go all the time down there, especially because they were cigarette smokers. And they love cigarettes. I said, for y'all to get your cigarette, you're gonna have a normal day today. On the, well, when I worked on the unit, I said, we're gonna have a normal day. They're gonna talk normal, you ain't gonna do nothing. And the deal went said, So why you used to do this? Why do you do this question? I said, I did it to purposely purposely because I said they normal. Y'all acting like they, I mean, we know they got problems. We know you're th- they take a medicine, but you're acting like that these are not people. These are still people. I respect you for that because people, you know. 
a lot of times people are not willing to look at disabled people like people. They just see the disability and that's it. Yeah, that's what I said. But previously on the show, I've said uh, doc- even doctors, they only see the big word, whatever the disability is. They don't see you. They don't see what's going on. So you have exactly. to explain these things. And it's, it's so asinine and monotonous. I agree. Because it's the most redundant thing ever. And you have to I- do it with everyone, not just doctors. And etiquette even comes down to it's it's not even about being nice. It's just I about- know for me, I know for me, I've had doctors doctors like speak to my mother before they speak to yeah, me. They speak to your mother before they talk to you, and it's like I'm the one in pain. Like I have the issue, not her. That's why we going back My to mouth works. But we going back to the episode we ever did there. You have to have a voice. And I'm telling you, as the person that was working in healthcare field and still lives soccer for practice, you have to win. I told everybody, even the Donald's patient, I said, you know that you know about your trip, you know about your health. You have to speak up and say something like, hey, doctor, I'm here and I have a presence. Because if you don't have a presence, say that, like you were saying, Jermaine, that then we're going to talk to your mother, not you. You got to the present day to like, like I'm the person that you're speaking to, not everybody else around the room. Sure, exactly. Because one thing about me, you well know it's me. I I, I, I step a certain way that people have to respect me. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even about like um, you know, being uh, mean. But you're going to know it's me because of how I'm coming. It's not about nothing more than if it's me in this room and you, you're going to hear what I have to say and you're going to take those notes and you're going to listen to every single word. Because exactly. if I catch you missing something, you're going to hear from me again. You're going to know that you missed it. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm very sharp with all these people. Don't play with me. <laughs> It's the people, so, so. the people who don't talk much are the ones you should listen to. Yes, that is so true. And I would tell, like, I was when I did work on software, I just told the people there, I said, y'all know that y'all know that y'all a little off and y'all more than always there in the crack. At the same time, you got to present yourself as a person. I said, I said you got to present yourself as a person like myself. I said, I'm, I'm like y'all. That's why they got me down here with y'all. I'm like y'all, and I speak all language. You gotta present yourself like the doctor, like the mini, like the mini, like the doctor Joyce. Doctor Joyce all the time. Every time she around in her ward, he said, "Quincy, I need you to come with me." Is Quincy working there? She they made sure that I was when she brown that I brown with her because I knew the language and that that I got these people to say I'm regular just like that. So doctor, what you you tell me what I I have to do and what I'm I'm going for when they want to talk to the doctor. Cause like I told them, I said the way that you project out in the world is the way they're gonna look at you. So I said you need to be looked at as a regular person. So let me t- let's let's do some teaching. Let's do some talking. Because you know that your doctor that. And etiquette uh, uh, is even, etiquette is even simpler than that. It's when I'm outside. If I fall in my wheelchair, trust me, I'm over 30 years old. I have fallen a lot. I'll be okay. If I needed help, I would ask you. I can sure. get out of my chair and pick it up and get back in it. It's not a problem. I've done it for years. They, 
you're you're rolling on the sidewalk and your wheel gets caught because the sidewalk is uneven. True. Because because fuck the roads in America. That's and, true. You know, you spin out, you fall, and the whole street looks at you like you died. They just saw <laughs> that accident. Something they have never seen so, before. You know what's funny? It's so different in New York because sometimes people will look at you, but if they see like you legit fell, um, they would literally, some people would actually help. But I think because it's like out in the open and, and people would look crazy if they just walk past. Yeah, that's what it is. They want to look good. Like, I don't need your help. It's it's all right, man. I've fallen a lot. That's that's funny that y'all said about helping. Because I go into another point of inspirational porn. Now, I just learned this term, and me and my friends were talking about it. So, and y'all, I need y'all definition, y'all perspective of inspiration. Yeah, let's talk about that. I let's guess go. I could go first. I think inspirational porn is bordering on the goody two-shoe side of of trying to be cool enough to be a good person. In my opinion. I I am okay with you. I don't mind you being an inspiration, but when you start to use that as a branding tool for yourself and almost like your whole thing is about being an inspiration, and like being positive, it's like that's very one note to me. That is I why think. I always tell people: people who are happy all the time are the people who are fucked up. Those are the people you should stay away from. Like I just don't believe in always yeah. being happy. I believe in being a duality. There's times shit will piss you off. There's times that shit will make you go left. There's times that you have to let a bitch know what time it is. <laughs> but there's people that all they do is they live in this positivity bubble. It's like, that's unrealistic. Yeah, it makes zero sense. No one is always 100% positive, And we have to stop, you know, and if somebody's having a moment where they're having a moment and they're upset about something or something doesn't make them happy, they're allowed to express that. Yeah, again, you have to let them be unhappy. Again, people people are very like um, this cancel culture bullshit. It, it, you know, because you're not allowing people to be who they really are. If it's not really cancel culture, this is who they are. Yeah. So, so, so is it, is it, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But to make it seem like this is one way people have to be. One thing about me is if I, I'm not going to open my mouth to something I don't know. I think people nowadays, because they have a platform and a mouthpiece, they just say anything. Um, and the issue is, huh? Honest, the issue is, people stop getting punched in the mouth. <laughs> so, so, like, <laughs> because Twitter exists and YouTube exists, 
and stuff like that. People just say whatever the fuck they want because they you know, go, I don't have to leave my house, so no one's ever going to see me, so no one's going to beat me up or no one's going to. That's called a keyboard gangster. Let me tell you, I had a keyboard gangster. I had a keyboard gangster with a passion. That's, that's called being a keyboard gangster. That if you can, you can speak all the internet, but when I see you in person, you got nothing to say to me or this. I hate that. Yeah, I used to Those fight. Are, I used to fight, so it's very yeah. different. <laughs> yes, when you fight, especially when you're a trained fighter, like me, it it makes you view people like that very very differently. I view those people as the weakest people on the planet. I agree with you. Because, because you have to say all that behind a screen and you don't have anything to back it up. I would never, like, I always tell people, you want to fight or you want to talk all day? Because I don't have, like, people always love to pop at the mouth till they get popped in their mouth. So... <laughs> you know what I mean? Talking takes too long. So I mean. So so my thing is this: if if you if you're gonna say all that shit, whatever you want to say, at least back it up. At least have a reason to say all that shit. But if you're just gonna talk the talk, I'm not messing with you at all. They don't want to have a reason because it's cooler without a reason. It sounds cooler. And you're and you're an op. Like people like those are ops. Period. <laughs> so I'm I'm not me personally, I'm trying to chill. But you know. So so to, to me, I just believe in being straight up be who you really are, not who you pretend to be. So that's my thing. So y'all with the that's the thing. A lot of people don't even know who the fuck they are. True that, true that. So y'all, with the infrastructure porn, because um, I we, I had a conversation about my friend, it was a big conversation with my friends about this, and I said, now, let's really talk about this infrastructure porn. I said, now, you got old girl, I, I don't know her name for American Horror Story, and she got Down syndrome. I said, that's, I said, that'd be a reason for y'all, for I said, I mean, I treat everybody with a disability Period. Um, regularly, anyway, like everybody, person. But I, like I said to them, I said, "You got this girl, American Horror Story. She got lines, she acting, and she's doing stuff." And I said, "She's doing regular stuff." And I said, "So do I consider that inspirational porn?" And someone said, "Yes, because they gave her a part, and this is that because I said, oh, girl can act." And she, I don't. She's been on many things other than American Horror Story. I said, "Oh, girl, can really act." And I said, "This be the reason why this shouldn't be happening right there, and she shouldn't be glorified as as that." Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's inspirational. Point. I think what she's doing, if she work hard, which she did, she got the role. Again, other people are turning it into inspirational point. I'm sure if you ask her what she thinks about it. She's just saying she's an actor who's worked hard. Again, like like I said, I work hard for everything I have, so I am not an inspiration. Exactly my thought. My definition of inspirational form are the people who the people who 
yourself. I've had, I'm going to tell you this story. I was at a jiu-jitsu tournament. I'll never forget this. And it was before my match. And I always do this thing right before the match. Like I warm up and then I just, for whatever reason, I always have to go to the bathroom. It's just, it's just a thing. But this particular time that didn't happen. I didn't go to the bathroom until after my match was over. And so my match is over. I'm done competing for the day. And I had a man follow me to the bathroom. What the hell? No, listen. This is the weirdest thing. Because he's like, I saw you out there and I just want to tell you you're an inspiration. You made me cry. I'm so proud. And I was like, what? (laughs) Thanks. I'm, I'm trying to figure out about the man. Well, hold on. I got my phone. Can you have following y'all? I got Not my... him following you to the bathroom, though. That's so it weird. Was, it was, yeah, I was like, bro, you couldn't wait till I came out of the bathroom? Like, that's so weird. Like, I just would feel so odd about that. Hell, the bathroom, I thought y'all might, you know, get a little sucky, 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 sucky. No. Not, that, no. You don't want that to happen as you get to turn that that is extra weird. But anyway. I'm gonna say bathroom. Sucky sucky sucky. I mean, I didn't know this man from Steve. So like that wasn't gonna happen. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I don't know this man. Never seen this man a day in my life. And he wasn't that attractive to begin with. Like, if I'm being honest, if you want honesty, I just that's, like... That's, that's very honest. That's fine. That's okay. And we want honesty. <laughs> we'll be right back. Have you heard about Anchor? Well, let me tell you about Anchor. Anchor is an app where you can make podcasts. It's easy to use and it's free. It has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum relationship. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. We can accept that level of honesty. That to me, do something like that to me is like I had a weird encounter like when I went to my Halloween event and this girl was like, Oh, you're at the protest and you're the one that's marching in the wheelchair. And you're like so awesome. I'm like Yeah, it's like I'm just <laughs> was... what, like that's what you do. That's what I'm saying. Like Jiu-Jitsu is what I do. I competed in a tournament. Wow. I did something amazing. No, I didn't. I just do what I Like, it's my like job. Like we were saying earlier, we're one of one a lot of the time. So when we do something, 
it's like this big deal, and it's yeah, like... it's such an event for normal people. Like it's really... <laughs> like, oh my god, look at him! It's like, look at me, what? Anyway. <laughs> uh, I will never get that. I mean, like, I've gotten used <laughs> to it in terms of like people just being shocked I'm doing the stuff. I'm not shocked I'm doing what I'm doing, but. For able-bodied people, it's like this shock. They've never it's so like, strange. I, I just never understood it because for me, I'm just doing what I know how to do. Yeah, it's like, what do you actually expect of me? What do you want me to do? Why is this such a shock to you that I, I can do this? I, I, I think because a lot of people don't expect disabled people to do anything else other than be at home and Unable to do so. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Apparently, that's how we live our lives. Most of us are not like that. A majority of us are not like that. I don't know where people got that idea from, but because society get it together, we are not like that. None of us are like that. We may have our wheelchair, but we do not live in our wheelchair. Yes. So. We may have our walker, we may, whatever the case may be, but we don't live like that. So I think people have to understand that although, you know, and that comes down to etiquette too, just because you see somebody in a wheelchair or they may walk or they may have something wrong with their physical limitation does not mean they're incapable of taking care of themselves. It makes it makes me so sick when people ask me, "Do I live? Does somebody take care of me?" No, I take care of my damn self. Leah, like, what does that even mean? <laughs> my mother does. My mother has not lived with me for almost nine years, and that's a shock to people. I'm like, it's not a shock to me. They don't understand. It's like it's like the whole. To explain to people how you can take care of yourself by yourself yeah. is a whole paragraph. It's not. It's a novel, man. It's not a paragraph. It's a novel because the, all all your answers just lead to more questions. You're like, yes, I can dress myself, and they're like, well, how do you do it? And it's like, well, what do you want to watch? Like, what are you asking me? Like, I put my pants on. Like, you put your pants on. Like, what? I I just think that people have no concept that we're very much capable of living our lives doing whatever we want to do and enjoying ourselves while doing it yes it's very strange people just think all we do is sit in our wheelchairs and do nothing all day that's not my life so I, I think people have to start realizing that we are normal people too and until that happens nothing will change and I, I think that's the frustration with a lot of us we yes. are tired of being labeled as people in wheelchairs or people that are disabled they can't do anything we are tired of that label we denounce that label we can do whatever we want to do when we feel like it and if you don't like it I don't care and I think part of the problem if we go on to the activism side of things, part of the problem is that all of our movements ever have been with other movements. We have never had our own thing. That's but definitely we, true. I agree with you on that. I mean, 
I have my own thing and nobody's dictating to me how to do it. But just, but see, but you realize what it's called? It's called Black Disabled Lives Matter. So when people yeah. hear that, when able-bodied people hear that, see, me and you, we know what it is. But see, they'll, they'll just be like, oh, this is just a sect of Black Lives Matter. Matter. Right, yes. Because you know, I, I've, I have explained it numerous times when people ask see, me what it is. That's what I'm saying. You shouldn't have to. Right. What Roman says you have to explain it because I um a couple of my friends was um following your page for Black Lives Matter and they said first thing, so is he with the Black Lives Matter movie or is this a whole disabled 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 lives matter movie or this is for being black and being disabled? So more it's, so yes. I mean I've already explained it and I'm gonna re-explain it again. This movement for me is about Black disabled people finding space in society when a majority of us are being killed by the cops. That's that's the reality. A majority of people that are Black and disabled are being killed by the cops. And we have to talk about that. No one in the Black Lives Matter movement is talking about that. But they can say their names, though. That's the issue I still have with this movement. Most of the killings have been black disabled people. And if we cannot have a conversation about that, this is not the Black Lives Matter movement that you claim it is. And that's why I had to start it because nobody wanted, nobody was willing to do it till I did it. I have seen, I'm being honest, other movements that want to work with me and I'm open to it. But I'm making it very clear to them. We are honoring disabled people in this space. This is not about your movement. This is not about what you want to do, how you want to collaborate with us. I am here to do actual liberation work. I am not worried about the next man, the next woman, what anyone else is doing in this movement. I am focused on the work I have to do to liberate my disabled brothers and sisters. Because we, Black disabled brothers and sisters, because we've never had a space for us as by us. Right. But never. Right. And, and in general, disabled people as a whole have never had a space that they can see themselves in. It has never existed. We, we don't have spaces where we can go to as a disabled community and just hang out and just get to meet different people and get to communicate and get to have a community amongst us. We don't have that. And that's what I'm really trying to do with this. Make it a community. Make it something that is long-term so we can build community in our own community and we don't have to go outside to find people that will like us for us and have that mountain of issues that we go through as disabled people just to be in the space of ableism. You know, and, and it's the truth. We, I know for me, I'm, I'm so tired of constantly having to explain myself to people about what I need from my job to going to school to everything else. It's always a damn explanation and that will probably never change. Yeah, it's very sad. That will never change because there's not enough education. I also agree with that. 
Yeah. I, I just think it's frustrating that, you know, we're talking about etiquette and it just, what's been coming up is everything that is unetiquette, like in society and how much we've have to navigate in this because, society. But you know, because to explain the things that you actually should do, the show will be over in 10 minutes because it's so simple. <laughs> True. And, and they don't get it. It's yeah. not that they don't get it. Society is still behind on how to treat us. They're, they're still behind on what we want. They're still behind on how we should treat ourselves. Like, <laughs> like the basic things, for example, transportation, getting on buses, trains, traveling. That is still very much behind in 2020. Bro. Accessibility is behind. Bro, don't get me started on planes, man. Just, yeah. it's, that that's going to happen is if we go out and do something. Right. I agree. Yeah. But but the only way we can do something is if all of us come together. We have to get these agencies involved as well. You can't. You can't. Yeah, we can't do it by ourselves. I agree with that. I mean, you can do it by yourself, but I also agree that it's not going to reach enough people if we do it grassroots. At the end of the day, I'm a firm believer in getting it done because it for me black is I mean, of course we start grassroots i'm not saying that you shouldn't yeah. do what you're doing because you're not going to get 10 million people to follow you on instagram that's not what i'm saying true what i'm saying is there has to be some sort of higher up that true. the able-bodied people respect and think they should listen to so that they can listen to us yes and I'm, yeah. I'm telling y'all as a person that's been on the other side and you be able, you have to present yourself as an able-bodied person and speak to the people. It's a language. It's always, I was always taught in high school and in the college, it's always languages that you speak. You got a language, you got a vocabulary, and then you got a vernacular. The language that you speak is regular, like, okay, well, people can understand. Then the vocabulary comes when you got to use some a trafficking big words and say something. Then the vernacular comes when you're reaching out to like the big public of my senators and this. And let me use words that y'all know about. So as the able person could now be surprised how many words they actually don't know, but that's another story. But right, but as like I said, now as a disabled person, now I have to go use all three. I have these language that look. Are you able body and I'm disabled. This I'm gonna speak your language as look, you wanna help me A, B, and C. Now when I go step up to these medical professionals and all that, now I'm gonna speak in a vocabulary of okay, so if you're gonna do A, B, and C, 
A, B, and C, this is how you're going to help me. And then when I speak to the senator, it's A, B, and C, because like I was through my friends, I said, you know me, I've always been a background person. I've always been the person that's been the background and push and move whatever. Now, it seems like now that I'm, I'm disabled, that I'm getting pushed in the forefront to speak out more and say, hey, look at me. You're going to look at me just like I'm looking at you and we're going to talk. Because if True. you don't, you'll be laying in that bed forever. Again, again, this is this comes down to the the three things you just explained is really depending on where you are. You can be one of those three things at any given moment, and, and that's a good thing because you're able to just switch out from your experiences who you want to be. You can be the disabled person, you can be the healthcare professional, and you can also be the other stuff. And it, it, all, it all interconnects into your own experience. So I think that's a genius thing. Right. More than that, though, I think, like, like I said, a lot of the etiquette that has to change comes down to people listening to us. Most people do not listen to us. They want to do what they want to do. Most, most people have not listened to us from the time we're small children. We're not often listening. Because, as you said earlier, they want to make our disabilities go away rather than teaching us, as small children, how to live with them. True. I agree. But again, when when your parents don't have all the resources or certain things is not given to you, you have to... I know from my growing up, my mother had to research everything. Because it wasn't like it was a handy book on how to deal with this. Oh, of course. Right. So a lot, a lot of the problems is the medical field has to catch up. Uh, society has to catch up on how to treat us. And also, now that we have a pandemic, suddenly people can work at home. We could have always worked at home as disabled people. Two days. Yeah. Two days. Because the reality is for most disabled people, it is hard to travel no matter where you are in this country. It's just hard. Yeah. Because you cannot get around as easy as other people. No matter and when where that snow hits the ground, it's over. When that so, snow hits the ground, oh yes. Mm-mm. So 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 you know what I mean? It's just it's just it's just a tough there's so many things that we go through that we have, like, a lot of us need to, you know, since doing my two marches, I feel a whole different inspiration about myself because it's like, I'm out here during a pandemic, you know, marching for Black disabled people. And it's not easy for to get able-bodied people to understand the importance of them being here. But this is me. But at least you're speaking. That's the, that, at least you you speaking out and you showing re- representation of I'm here. I'm sitting here. That's why we can. That's why the show got created for for like I told people. I said we y'all we are seen, but we not heard. So let us have a couple of voices to be heard, so y'all can see us more and understand. But but like I said, my firm belief is this: I I believe that disabled people can be the president of the United States. We can be in Congress. We can do whatever we want to do. And my Black disabled people, what I will say to us is is we are the spirit of Harriet Tubman. Mm -hmm. 
and we are the spirit of Brad Lomax. Those are two disabled icons that are are running through our veins right now. So, rega- so regardless of the things we have endured, we are those two people. Brad Lomax did something in 1972 or 73 where he, he did Section 504 of a, a law that prohibits the government to discriminate against people because of their disability. Without him, we would have not had the ADA, you know, and other things. So again, you know, we have the spirit of all those people and those are black figures in society that had a disability, but society erased their disability when talking about them. Yep, I was just gonna say that. The the, the erasal of disability in history is also ableism. I want the whole story, not the shit you choose to tell me. Yeah. And that's from, you know, it's it's sad what what we are taught in in American schools. They don't give us the whole shit, and then they think we're not going to find the rest. And then, and then when they're confronted, they go, "Oh, we didn't think that was important." And it's like, what? And first of all, this is not even American. Americans who are Americans are from Europe. Let's make that very clear. The people who should really own this land are Native Americans, and that's on period. <laughs> okay, um, you know what I mean. So that's how I feel. At the end of the day, I think like we have to be honest about everything in this country. It's stolen land, and it's and it's not the Americans who claim they're Americans. Their bloodline is European. Full stop. It's stolen land that was built up by people that you enslaved because your people were lazy. Exactly. And that's it. Like, I'm not here about to sit here and, and big up people that claim they're American, but they don't even know what the 50 states are. So, <laughs> you know. Or they can tell you about, especially in the immigration test, um, they ask you, do you know about the American flag? Do you know what the red, what the rest means? What the stripes mean, what the stars means. And hell, people don't know that now. I can ask somebody, woman, now let me look at like, so what does that mean? What? I did not know that. I said, then you go to school, then you learn that. That's the first thing I learned in school. That's in elementary, but they don't know much about that. Yeah, but you know what? That's never repeated past like the first, second grade. That's so true. You, so you forget. Huh. Well, Everyone forgot. Mr. Pantino, that was a test for that was a he gave us that was in high school and I had him for at least two years. I said, Why can't I have you over over for history? I said, Oh no, but he always gave us the immigration test. He said, Y'all gonna learn about American history. And I was looking like, why we gotta have and that was the first question on the test. What does the American flag stand for? They were asking about the flag. And I said, This is a more motherfucking shit. So since you brought that up, would you like to tell us what the flag stands for? It don't stand for us. 
Yeah, well, I'm black. Why? First of all, the 13, the red stripes mean for 13 colonies. I forgot what the white stripes is. No, you and then, and then when they did the, the constitution for us, we were one third of a person. One third of a person, yeah. So black people have to stop thinking that America is for us. It was never for us. No, technically, we were three-fifths of man. That that was the agreement between the South and the North so that we can be free or whatever. Like, was so but, but that's not... You You never gave us our whole freedom. It was, it was, exactly. It's always some bullshit with white people, period. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When your skin is brown, it changes the world. True. Like I said, my blackness is beautiful and I will never change. Yeah, it's never going away. So, like, I don't know. I just think that people have to learn that we've been here. We we are culture. We are American culture, period. And the Native Americans. So unless they can give me a solid reason why they act the way that they do. I will always say we, they steal our hairstyle. We are culture. We, they could never do it like us, even if they did a bunch of injections. They wouldn't have anything if, if it wasn't for us. We built the land. Exactly. Let's be honest. We built the land. So that's true. And then they employed Asians to build the railroads. So it's like, that's did funny. Did like, they didn't do nothing. They just said they did something because they wanted to feel like they, they Christopher Columbus, they went into everything. It hasn't changed. It's like, come on, back around for dog play with his toy. Now, Cash, you will start up. And it, ha it has worst, not changed. It has not changed. Is that, like, is that they're the ones that people look up to because they're CEOs and whatever. Like, you didn't do anything. again. You know what it is. I think that you know, you know, we were we were gonna always have wealth. Remember, we did. Remember, nineteen twenty one, Black Wall Street. That was going to be our wealth, mm. but they took it down. And they took it away. Mm -hmm. Imagine, imagine that the fact that we were going to be wealthy. Central Park was initially, Central Park in New York was initially a place for black families and they were owning land, but they, they, they sold it out and then they gave other people space to, they couldn't live there, but they started building Central Park there. Again, I will never trust a gentrified or a um, or a building landowner that owns a building that is not the same color as me, because their sole purpose is to take what they can't have and then make it more expensive. We see it now. Mm -hmm. We see it now, and that's that's the dangerous part. We see it all now, and. You know, and, and when you look at everything that's going on, people's rights are being taken away, disabled people, all these different groups. And it's just not fair. Like, people are on their wits end, 
because they don't know where they're gonna get their next meal from. Yeah. They don't know where they where they're gonna do anything from, and that's real. That's not no, you know, you know. I just hope that people think before they open their mouth. That's the biggest thing I have learned this year. Like you gotta think before you say something. But see, that requires this thing called the brain. A lot of people don't like to use those. So yes, might, I know that too. That might take a while. Some yeah. people slow as hell. I get it. Mm-hmm. But um, you you gotta you have to use your intellect because it's like if you don't use it. You're just going to be a sheep in wolf's clothing following everything. You see it now. You see it now with some of these people following people that don't even know where they're going. Exactly. I won't and, say no names, but it starts with a T. We know who we're talking about. I say them main Trump. Fuck that motherfucker, fuck him. I mean, I ain't to, okay. <laughs> Let me go, cause the, my first amendment. Let me go about my first amendment. I can say whatever. I ain't harming the president. I ain't harming the president or his concubines, whatever. Fuck him. Fuck his laws because he's not for us. And I say his damn name. Hell, we in the damn election now. And we got a damn now. We got this damn um. What's her name? Whatever her name is, up in the Supreme Court, and she up there looking dumb as hell. And they got her in. They got her. Oh, in. you mean the judge? Fuck that, fuck that, fuck her too. Fuck that, call, call, fuck that saltine cracker. And I sure did say <laughs> cracker. Yeah, I am weak. Uh, uh, this is so funny. Uh, anyways, okay. you know, I just it just it just been so like this pandemic has been a roller coaster for real. Well, I mean, it's been roller coaster for, for all of us. That is true. It really has. This is this is some next shit. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow with this election, though. But oh boy, let's hope that for is. the best. Well, look, look, just go out there and vote because tomorrow I was gonna vote today, but like I said, because I'm paying everything and I gotta get people to give me up out that tomorrow I'll be going to my polling booth and voting. I already voted, so there's yeah, that. I'm voting tomorrow. Hell, fuck this man. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to do the traffic, so yeah. But now nah, I feel you. My, well, now nah, I feel you on that. <laughs> but I have to vote tomorrow because fuck that man. <laughs> yeah. I don't even. I don't even like saying his name. I just call him the carrot because that's what he looks like. <laughs> No, the people be calling him. What is it? Do, the die number forty-five. The make the Cheeto. Um, the make the yep. Cheeto orange. People have been calling him Cheeto. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's all over the internet. You haven't seen that? Yeah. You know, uh, I I don't like crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got to get him out of there. So yes. Right. Now nah, he's he's got to go. It's not even. His people are like he's doing such a good job. I'm like, where? Because <laughs> he, he, he says, <laughs> he says, uh, we just have to learn how to do, how to live with coronavirus. Those were his words. 
No, the first thing was uh, inject yourself a quartz, quartz, quartz beat. And I said, what the? This yeah, that was before he realized that he got bleach. Mm-hmm. That was before I he will never forget the bleach shit. The bleach shit was like, what the yeah. hell? I was like, okay, so when he figured out he had, why didn't he drink some? You he, know? What the hell? He said, he told people to drink bleach. Drink bleach. <sighs> Or get a shot like you'll get a shot that has core that has core beach in it everything. I think he likes I think he likes saying stuff like that because he likes the show. I think so too. I, yeah. it, it, he, he's not a dumb man. Oh no. If he, if he was dumb, he wouldn't be a billionaire. Exactly. I think I think he's show. very performative. He's very performative. Yeah, I would agree. 100%. He's not just like it's it's it, but it borders on like narcissism and like playing on people's. It emotions. borders on narcissism. Are you sure it just borders on it? Because uh, he, he is a he is a narcissist. I'm gonna say he's he definitely a narcissist. a narcissist if you look at the definition. <laughs> he said, he said uh, they gave me medicine. I'm good. We just have to learn how to deal with it. They're making medicine right now. Like, what? He wow. he continues to be more sinister than the next time. I, I do not feel that the White House was the best decision he could make in his his uh, career as a person. It just exposed who he was. I would agree, which is why he he's gonna try to go back and do stuff like the Aquinas when he loses, hopefully. Hopefully they don't screw over the electoral college this time. Or yeah. let, me, let, me, let me be correct the popular vote and tell us the electoral college is what counts because blah blah blah. Like, no, they're gonna do electoral. Like Hillary, Hillary had three million more votes and she did and, not vote. Bro, he already said, he already said if he get two hundred and seventy seven electoral college votes, he declared presidency. Oh, that's gonna be hell. <laughs> uh, he could try and do that if he wants his nation to burn. Could, oh, that's gonna be some. That's shit. what'll happen. That's what he said. He said, I, I, I thought I get two hundred. That's gonna be like the motherfucking purge. Well, good luck handling that one, Donald. Right. All right, y'all. So let's talk. You get it about- to yourself. We're going to talk about some terms because I ran across this lady and I'm trying to get her on the show. Hopefully, um, what's her thing, man? This able insight. I'm trying to get this lady on the show because Romeo has some strong feelings about this lady. I, like I said, when I went to her page, it opened up some doors for me to actually have more conversation to talk about different things and it's like a general thing. So we talk about terms and all that. So do y'all think when people say retarded, it's going with that term? I don't like the word personally. I don't use that word. I do not like the word. Period. No. That word is the equivalent of nigger. Mm. Yes, I get it. <laughs> I agree with you. That's that is true. Because I agree with you because nobody 
nobody is like the when you think of retarded and i hate that word um a lot you making somebody seem like they're slow no one is slow yeah, and and they can never tell you the worst part of it. Is they it can never it, it may take you, it may take you mm-hmm. some time to do something, but that does not mean you are slow. And they can never Again. tell you what slow really is. What does that mean? Right. Sure. Right. You because might as well just say I'm stupid. So if you I call you retarded, well. is that correct? You might as well just say, you know what? You just dumb or you just stupid. But don't say yeah. retar- retarded as a cover up. Yeah, if you want to call somebody stupid, just call them stupid. Just be prepared to get punched in the mouth. Also true. That's it. That's the answer to everything. Be prepared to get punched in the mouth. Come on, man. Nah, I feel that. I feel that. No. Okay. So That's I, not my answer to everything. That's just an easy solution for douchebags. Like I, I don't like it when people try to bully disabled people either. Like that whole bullying and, oh, yeah. and messing with me yeah. and then Man. picking on me. People always bully disabled people because they feel like we're not going to fight back. In high school, I got my wheelchair pushed into lockers and the, the people would come up behind me, grab my chair, and they start running purposefully. And they're like, oh, wasn't that fun? Fuck you. It's just... And then I learned how... Then I decided, because I started taking jujitsu when I was 18 years old in my senior year in high school. And that's when I decided that's not going to happen to me anymore. And then people were very upset. They were like, we were just having fun. And I said, no, you can't do that anymore. And when I started defending myself, people weren't happy about it because they realized that I could hurt them. That's the same thing that happened to me. (laughs) Just because (laughs) it's always when we find our voice and we speak up and we don't take no mess, people get so uncomfortable. They're like, oh my God, you're a human. You can get upset. I've always been a and human actually being. do something. It's, it's it's crazy. I've always been a fucking human just because I'm not. Yeah, but as we said before, they don't see us, so we're just we're just the the trophy that needs help, so we can look shiny. Exactly, and it's just uh, to me. Society has to catch up to the fact that we are people too. Um, and that's it. That's that's the only thing I care about. Disability etiquette comes down to one thing. Treat me like a person, regardless of my disability. I'm not asking you to baby me. I'm asking you to treat me with respect. They don't understand what that is. A lot of people don't. Because they feel they feel like they feel like if they're not helping, they're a bad person. But then we tell them if they do help, they're a, they're a bad person. I so, said, I I always tell people if I ask you for help, that's because I want your help. 
Yeah, if exactly. I if I don't ask you for help, leave me alone. Exactly. And as we said before, people don't seem to understand that because there's some sort of I don't know if it's if it's uh genetic or some sort of priestess. I feel like it's a priest it's a preset notion to see a disabled yeah. person and just automatically help them. That's it's, what I realized over the years. Like it's a, I think it's sort of this uh I think I don't know what it could have come from because it's like we were, a goody you know, two shoes complex and it's super weird. Yeah, yeah it's like you're not a hero. No, because you, you don't have to be a good to help me. Did I ask you to help me? You just made that assumption. Yeah. On it's like it's like you go out and you're shopping and you drop your basket or whatever. And someone just immediately comes and they pick it up. And it's like it's okay. I know the basket is there. I put it there. Or I dropped it and left it there because I'm doing something else over here and I need both hands. You know. So yeah. it's, 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 it's sort of a, it's so weird. I think a lot of it comes down to people realizing that we are people too, regardless of our disability. Um, you know, and when, even when people look at me when I'm doing things and they start to freaking stare. That's weird. Like yeah, I'm not like, an, stealing that. Like I'm not an inanimate object. I'm a human being. What the hell? I, I always ask those people, "Can I have my face back?" And they and they look at me, and usually they, they tell me that I'm rude. And I said, "Well, that's very strange that you call me rude because I noticed you looking at me." <laughs> That's true. Okay, I'm not looking at you, but you're looking at me. Okay, y'all. So let's go over some terms. I see some terms that you you wrote, and y'all tell me if y'all agree. So the then term was suffers from victim of effect. I mean, suffers from or victim of or afflicted with. Now the new thing is has a disability, lives with or is able by. Do y'all agree with that? That's those are a lot of different terms used to say the same thing. Say that um, again. What does that mean? So, so the old term, so this is the old term what people used to say. People used to say, suffer from, victim of, and afflicted by. The new way of saying it, and I guess the woman saying the better way of saying it is, has a disability, lives with, or disabled by. Oh, wow. Do y'all agree so, with the term? So basically, you went from afflicted to disabled by. Yeah, what? it's like, it's like this person, it's, it's like it's, old people told people that we were sick, and this person told people that something horrendous happened to us. Neither one of them was good. Okay. Wait till I go to the next one. The next one. Because both of them are shit, and it's because. I was born with my disability. Nothing happened to me. You know, I, I'm not I'm not disfigured. I didn't fucking fall and have a catastrophic injury. Like it just happened. Sometimes shit happens. 
Yeah, that's true. Like my shit, like this right here. I guess this would be more towards me when it comes to this right here. And I, with the new yes, stuff, disabled by what hit you because you were shot. Right, that's why I know from a victim of like the victim of they should put that in the world because I was a victim of a crime that I got shot. I mean, we'll try to rob me and got shot in the back. So the victim of should be used now. But then they went see the new term of has a disability, this with or disabled by. But see, and, it, and the way you read that form, the way you read that form, I can tell those things are not nuanced. She didn't put footnotes and tell you that this term is for this and this term is for this and this term is for this. She said this is this is, is, is then and now. So okay, so this is the next thing. The but next that's what I'm saying. Those terms are for specific situations. And since those are not highlighted in her piece, that makes her whole piece come off as a fucking fake think piece that is catering to pandering to disabled people for no reason. It's not helping anybody. Okay, well, wait till I get to the next one. Go ahead, Jeremy. I'm sorry for cutting you off. I was gonna say I agree with what you said. I think that disabled think pieces need to be more thought out. We'll be back. Have you heard about Anchor? Well, let me tell you about Anchor. Anchor is an app where you can make podcasts. It's easy to use and it's free. It has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum relationship. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. And also, they need to be careful with not being too preachy. Yes, I agree. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Because I want to get to deck for this next one. It's so funny. Go ahead. You can say what it's you want. It's funny. Oh, it's funny. So it says, no more person. Okay, so then the past thing is no more person. And now the new thing is non-disabled person, person without a disability. So the first thing was normal person and non-disabled people without a disability. Person without a disability. This is for a normal person. It's the same shit. It's the same thing. What? I'm just bringing what you lady wrote because I don't understand. I this part that I would have a a really question. Why would you say not the person? This first of all, this person is normal a, a normal body person. This person had nothing going on. So why you got you disability? First of all, why got you disability? Period. It's. This is the shit that gives me a headache. That's so. dumb. That's dumb. I, it, it, I doesn't make sense. it doesn't make sense. That's dumb. <laughs> look, I'm just being with you like shit. I'm just, look, I'm just a messenger. I'm just a messenger of reading. I know you're learning, and I'll give you credit for learning. So. I'm mean, trying, man, but some of these able-bodied people, I'm telling you, man. That's this is an able-bodied person yeah. who wrote this, right? Oh, it's, 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 it's okay, so... 
this the disabled insight, like I said, it gets a general thing. It's a Caucasian lady and okay. sister that's blonde. And okay, but my question is, is she a is she able bodied or is she disabled herself? No, she's not disabled. Her I told you her sister that, that, is that, blonde. We talked talk about this person. All of this completely understandable. Right. We talked about this. Me and Romeo and I talked about this personally. I really want her on the show. I don't know her real name. I don't know her Instagram page. And like I said, it's helpful to open up dialogue and see, like, open up dialogue. But at the same time, when I've I seen this, I said, this is not for, first of all, this is not for a black disabled person, period. Because language that you're speaking is not our language. Because I said, some of these word terms, you be, they be looking like, what, what the... Like okay, so let's go to the next time. The next one is the back. The past version is birth defect. Now it's conjugal disorder. What? Birth conjugal defect. disorder sounds like a medical term. Yeah, like what? I'm not even I'm like. I make sure I'm friend. I make sure I'm, I'm, I'm Romeo. Make sure I'm saying the word right. I want to spell that for you. C O N G E. G E N I T A L. Congenital disorder? Here we go. Congenital. I'm sorry, y'all. Look, that's, I'm not Sacramento Brown. That's, um, yeah, that's, that's part of the reason I'm on the show, guys. <laughs> this sounds like a doctor, doctorate term. What the I mean, hell? Did, what the hell is she doing? But she that's what she said. She said it went from birth defect to. So Romeo said the word again because you know I gotta. The word is congenital. Thank you, congenital disorder. I said conjugal. I don't know how I got conjugal out of this, y'all. Yeah, that was very strange. Because conjugal means something totally different. (laughs) She is getting me on my nerves. Okay, so let's go to the next thing. Handicap parking went to acceptable parking, which I said. That one I physical park yeah, I agree with. Again, it's the same shit. It's the same thing. It was but no, always... I mean let me tell you why she said accessible parking because you can get somebody that has a mental disorder and got a handicap sticker and they get out the car and you go, Well, why they in, why they got a handicap sticker ain't nothing wrong with them. But because it's not their business why they got a fucking handicap sticker. But I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying, as if I, if I was able-bodied <laughs> driving, and you know, you I, want to know the truth. That's the real answer. It's not your fucking business why they got a handicap. <laughs> look, 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 look. I'm just trying to be the advocate here, to, to, trying to you know open up for the people because you get some people. I mean, you get some people with a handicap second that got schizophrenia, and I'm, you got everybody probably saying, and also. And also, everybody's disability is not visible. There, there are people out exactly. here that, and, that and have that invisible disabilities. Because... They have conditions that will progress over time. So the yeah. disability is not going so, to be the same so, thing. So they won't be, they won't look disabled, but next year, they're not going to be able to walk necessarily. Exactly. And, and then you go, what happened to you? And they're like, nothing happened to me. It's Again, just- there there are disabilities that, that 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 affect people over time. You may not see it at first, but it will affect people over time. 
And a lot of etiquette, which confuses people, is learning that every disability is not the same and you have to actually treat them differently. Exactly. Because, because every disability has a different experience. Like, I don't know what it's like to be a blind man because I'm not blind. I can just see. So I would never go to Ray Charles or anyone that's blind. I just use Ray Charles as an example. And, and tell him, if he were alive, that his life is easier than mine because he can walk. Like, that's, that's asinine. So as able-bodied people, you have to realize what disability you're dealing with and treat it accordingly. I, I think a lot of people don't get it. I know for me, I, like I said earlier, I'm usually one of one in many spaces. <laughs> so, yes, so you're right. And that, so, that's what I'm saying. That's the problem. We are so, one of one. So when they go somewhere else and see a different disability, they use it. They, they have one disability that, that they've seen before. And then they go to another space and there's one disability, but it's different. So they don't know what to do. I, I think a lot of people have to start bringing themselves into the environment that encourages disability education. Because if you're not doing that, you don't want to learn anything about my disability. You don't care. Yes, don't you about that? Because like before I had my surgery on my leg, um, I used to go to in Columbus, Ohio, they got this place called Adventure Center where everyone go there and they got workout center and they also got um, different sports they do. So they were doing um, wheelchair football and they would say that was encouraging. They were like, if you got family or that want to come and play, we get extra wheelchair, let them know like how the game is playing in the wheelchair. So they were bringing little kids from different centers. I brought my nieces and nephews and they were learning about my disability. Like I could still play sports in his wheelchair, and they was having fun like my um, nephew now all the time. So when you going back to that place where we can play some sports, I want to get in the wheelchair and play some sports. I want to go, like he got a rugby chair one time and said, I want to go and play rugby. And I said, don't you know rugby is rough? He said, I don't care. You was do, you doing it, so I can do it too. And I just laughed at him. Uh, but education, but let's, let's give my people, let's give the education. And that's that's, that's, that's something I get that question all the time because I do jujitsu and other combat sports. I get that question all the time. How do you do jujitsu if you can't walk? And 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 I tell them, if you want to know how I do it, take your belt off and tie your legs together and then grapple. There you go. And then they do it and they go, I don't know how you do this. This is hard. And I say, welcome to my world. Jujitsu is the easiest part of my life. Everything else that you don't see is the hard stuff. I, I think I think a lot of people just gotta start seeing us as people and stop putting us in the goddamn box. And start going to different and going to events that we do or different sets of educate, like I said, example of but again, people have to be willing to educate themselves on that stuff. I am not forcing you into my experience. Yes, because then you're gonna resent me, and it's it's the point is not going to it's not it's, gonna do what it was supposed it's to. It's about it's about educating people about their disability, and there are people that are not comfortable with their disability. Also, it's really crazy. There are people out here that are 
that have a known disability that they live with and they have such shame about their disability. You should be saying who you are. Yeah. You should be authentic. That's that's a part of being authentic. Yeah, it's just part of your life. Why be ashamed of it? So you should use it. You should use it as a you should use it as a springboard. Use it as power. So people have to start embracing who they are in their fullness. Because once you can do that, nobody can say nothing about you that's crazy because you already know who you are. Like my, a lot of my people love me when I bring up the new broad statement. He says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? And that's the part I love. That's true. That's true. That is so true. I, I, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get how people hide what who they really are. Too much work. Yeah, it's it's really strange. It's exhausting too. So now it's it's, <laughs> it's live multiple lives just for just for any reason whatsoever is baffling. To me. You know, it's just I don't know. And, and this is coming coming from a person who did it for a very long time. There, there was somebody on, I believe, Instagram or Twitter talking about sex work and disability. I was like, what? <laughs> but what's wrong with sex work and disability? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Sex work is work. It's work. I mean, I, I mean there's nothing wrong with it. I've been thinking about dabbling into the world, but I don't know how I would enter the space. Uh, Romeo, like I said, tell everybody I gave you the Jesus come and none, but you know, I am Bro. A- you can tell them that, but I know anyway. I know. I'm a nun, I gave it to Jesus, everybody. But for this straight, I am trying to start a company and get my name in the gatings and all them and all that. And like I said, um, porn, all forms of porn because porn can get you as things you can do. Jeremy, after this, um, we're gonna talk. Like, yeah. Wanna get you by sometimes, that's all I'll say. You know, uh, I'm the one, here we go. Mike Pence, please let Kamara Harris talk. Look at this. First of all, I was agreeing with you. Second of all, don't you ever compare me to that cracker. Okay, don't don't do that. I'm not Pence. You are not Camilla. We are who we are. That's the point of the show, right? Exactly. So, so that's, that's why you are my brother. That's and not my brother. Not to do that. Okay? Because those people don't deserve the the press that they get because they don't do shit. They don't come out on the streets with us, right? They don't. Well, I can't say that because we had a couple um people I know that I'm voting for now, my um local election. They came out but, like March. They came out to a couple March. But the point is, the point is, the point is, this is our show. So what we're not going to do from now on is give them the press. I can't say come True. on. I like her. No, no, no. But this ain't her show. This is not for her. This is not for her constituents. This is for us. So it has to be for us. You know, that's funny and it's a nice joke, but people won't take our show seriously and we're trying to make a change 
So let's make that change. We make that change now by speaking period. You know, laughing is, you know, we gotta have fun. If people don't take me so seriously, that's on them. But for those that are listening, we are very serious. We are very serious about what we say and what we do. And how we present, because like the show said, we are seen, but never heard. So now we're being heard, and now we're going to be seen at the same time, so y'all can know that we are here. This is like Jeremy Moore with the Black Disabled Live Matter. We're going to be seen, too, and we're going to be heard, too, in the Black space. In all spaces, not just the black space. All spaces. Every single space. Every single space that will that will openly take us and allow us to be. That's, That's why that. I do. That's why I do athletics and I have done athletics since I was eight years old. That's my space. You see, we all have places where we where we where we go and where we be who we are. That's why yeah. I that's why I write books and do sports, like I said, because those are my spaces, those creative spaces. That's what I do. So those are my doors and the way I use my advocacy to open up doors for my people. There. Makes sense. Yeah. Jeremy likes to do marches. I write books. We're both advocates. Well, what about me? Me at me in this scene. I'm so sad right now. I want to cry. Bullshit. Let, let's not do that. Let's not do that, okay? Because we we know what happened the last time that happened before this show even became a thing. <laughs> Quincy is a great editor. There you go. Okay. <laughs> At least you didn't say my hair. At least you didn't say my hair was pretty or something like that. So... <laughs> You You see, because you know why? Because I view you as a person and not an object. You hear that, people? Come on, somebody. (laughs) View me as somebody regular, regular digger, just like you. I'm trying to make some money just like you trying to make some money. Shit. Oh. So I found the footnote to this to the woman's note. She said Oh, there's a footnote? Oh, let's go. Yeah, she said a continuation of a few other posts I did, just a few suggestions. Oh, baby, hold on. Let me, I, I went to some um different ones. So this is one that I know you're going to get y'all. The old term is wheelchair bound confined to a wheelchair. Now, the new term is wheelchair user uses a wheelchair. Do you agree with that? Actually, somebody, when I went viral, somebody in a news piece use confined to a wheelchair. So, I mean, people still use confined. Yeah, it, I've gotten that, too. When I because, do, when I've because, done because like, people okay. feel like you're stuck to your damn chair and you don't get out your chair, which is not true. Yeah, and it was the weirdest thing because I had an interview and someone asked me that. You're confined to a wheelchair. How do you do jujitsu? I'm like, you're here in the gym. Am I in my chair? They were like, no, we're on the mat talking. And I said, so if I, so that means your language is wrong. And they were like, oh. 
<laughs> it's always the O at the end of the sentence for me. Because <laughs> it's like, you, if you didn't know what you were saying, you shouldn't have said it, huh? It is, it is like, you could have asked me, it, it, you know, would you like to answer this, this question? And I would have told her, this question is worded very wrongly. I will answer it, but I'm going to correct you. It's just, it's just for me, like I said earlier, I'm getting tired of explaining myself. And it's, 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 it's just the yeah, older it's like, I get, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. It's different when you were a kid. Because then it was like just other kids. And it was just because adults never bothered me. Because I guess they felt sorry for you. But other kids were curious. So they, they point to you and they go, Mommy, what happened to that boy? And then the smart parents would tell them to come up and ask you. And you would tell them. But the, the stupid parents would either go, just leave him alone. And, Exactly. That's a problem, too, because the parents are not allowing the kids to learn what's going on with them. Just let, let your child learn. We're not going to berate your child and tell your child they're a bad person. I, th- you know? I think people have to start learning that people live different experiences. Your and child has to eventually learn, yeah. And it is okay to embrace that difference. I think the problem with society is when something is different, they shun it. Yes. They don't have a a idea that it's a good thing. So, So instead of so instead of making the experience a good thing, you look at it as a problem. Yeah, that needs to be fixed, a.k.a. every surgeon ever. Let's release his hip flexors and do hamstring releases. That's a problem. I I think a lot of people have to learn that if something is different, it should be embraced. Yes. And not shunned. You're right, Jeremy. It should be embraced and not shunned. Also, being that your child is learning at a young age, like you go tell them, like, go ask the person what he is, that'll make them more informative and that'll make the ignorant to, okay, I see this person is able, now I know how to approach, or now I know uh, I'm not so dumb to the situation they're in or the lifestyle they're in. Yeah. And see, that, that's another term I have a problem with the word lifestyle. Because, see, and this is, a, it's not just you, Quincy. A lot of able-bodied people use this. And it's like, I don't like that term because a lifestyle is something that you create. You True. Make that. True. Like, you can make that. You decide that you want to live a lavish life or a minimal, minimalist life and you, you, you get what you need and you live the life that you want to live. You created your lifestyle. You don't create your disability. That's that's not a thing that occurs ever. Okay. 
I, th I think people have to start learning that disabled people are as capable as able-bodied people and it's yeah. not anything that is different. Yeah, it's, it's very weird that they, that as we said before, when we do something, it's this moment of shock and awe for everyone in the room and we're just like, what? We, we, we're doing what we were trained to do, what we learn how to do and what we're best at. That's something disabled people are very, very good at. We learn, I'm really good at this, so I'm gonna do this. I suck at this, so I'm not gonna do it anymore. And I'm gonna put my energy over here so that way I can make as much money and as much impact as I, I, I need to and that I can for my life. I think for me, what I've started to learn is like, whatever I want to do is going to happen because it's for me. Whatever yeah. I put my mind to is going to happen because it's for me. And nothing is going to hold me back. Regardless of how hard it may be sometimes, how tired I may be, it's just not going to hold me back. And it's because if you let it hold you back, it'll never get finished. True. Because nobody else is going to do the work. True. And, and, you know, that's how I feel about a lot of the things I've personally taken on. Whether it's Black Disabled Lives Matter, my clothing brand, anything else I've done, I always feel like I got to do this, not just for me, but for other people to see it. Yes. Yeah. That's just like the more representation. The more representation that we put out there, like we are here and all that, the more other world come and say, you know what? I've been waiting for somebody like you to do this, and now I know that you doing it, I can do it too. There but are so many everybody people that have... That, everybody who says that, I've been waiting for somebody to do this and blah, blah, blah. I ask them, why did you wait? Because why, did I, why did I have to be the change? I, I don't wait no more. I just do it. Exactly. And you should. And that is why the leaders of the world are the ones that do. The people who come to you and say, I was waiting on somebody to do this. Those are the ones that will be employees. And those are the ones that those are the ones that will watch you on TV. But if you want to be the one on TV, you got to be the one that makes the change. Exactly. But then that goes to the point, like Jeremy said, that there's some people that just don't like their disability and will shun their own shun their own self. And for you to speak up about it, say, you know what, I'm going to speak up about this and all that, will, will make them have more acceptance of themselves and make them want to do more. And that's very true, yeah. which is why yeah. people like me and Jeremy need to exist. To, to add to that also, I think that people have to learn to be comfortable with themselves. Like, yeah. And even, means, even if you see people like me and like Jeremy and like Quincy, we can't make you comfortable with yourself. True. So you as a disabled person, you got to figure that out. We can't fix that. True. That's, that's something that everybody has to work on individually. It's not, it's not about having a disability or not, because getting comfortable with yourself as a person takes time. 
And you yeah, have your own experience where we are, so you know, so a lot a lot of it comes down to knowing yourself well enough that you know who you are, that that no one or nothing can take you off of your square. And just having that awareness of who you are is everything. Once you have that, nobody can tell you who you are because you already know who you are. And I think I think that's important, like knowing hello. Yep. Like mm-hmm. like like knowing exactly who you are and knowing what you stand for is everything. Once you know who you are, you don't have to question your journey because your journey is the way it is because it's supposed to lead you somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. And even if it's not the end that you wanted at the start, it will be an end that you choose. Big facts. Big facts. True, true. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Wow, this was good. This was good, y'all. Oh, my goodness. I know. Look, thank you for coming on to the show, Jeremy. So, Jeremy, tell the people where they can find you at. Okay, so so I have two websites. So my event planning website and my act my event planning website is www.germaingreaves.com. I'm on Twitter at germainsay. I am on Instagram at germaingreaves. J R M A I N E. G-R-E-A-V Instagram under the same name as well. J-E-R-M-A-I-N-E G-R-E-A-V-E-S and also I have a clothing brand called Not Like the Other Kids. That website is www.notlikeTheOtherKids.com and currently for every piece of merch that is donated for every piece of merch that is bought we are donating it to a family that's being affected by this pandemic. So support the merch because we're giving back to the community. And we are also working on expanding and other things um, down the road with the clothing brand. So that's all I'm going to say. And thank you for having me on the show, guys. This was a great time. Thank you. Well, what about- You're welcome. Thank you. And what about the um we are black this black disabled matter life matter page? Oh, oh, so um I have an Instagram page for my activism and, and uh, it's called Black Disabled Lives Matter on Instagram and Black Disabled Lives Matter on Twitter. Um so those are the two pages I have for right now. Um, yeah, so I have it on Instagram and I have it on Twitter under the same name. And people on YouTube, it will be in the description. Everything that he mentioned will be in the description. So y'all can go check him out. Yeah. Right. Where are you, folks? It was an honor to be on the show and thank you. But thank you for being on the show. All right, everybody, this is uh, our good, good conversation.
We'll see y'all on the next time. Everybody say bye. Bye. Bye.